Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords. We travelled to a mystical time zone, but we missed our beds and we soon came home. Aww. I'm your host and GM, Ben Monkson. You can find Why? me on Twitter at Glenatron. And with me are the four hawks, the flock of predators of the sky. Ah! And they are starting in no order whatsoever. Gwyn. Hello, I'm Gwyn. I'm never first. And I am always first. Always first. The problem with Stu is he's out of order. Stuart. Hi, I'm Tristan. Second best, but not (laughs) forgotten. I don't know. (laughs) Ali. Hi. (laughs) And Adam. And Pete. Hi, uh, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger, the new member of the party. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, that's pretty he's really good. he's milking that still. He's milking it. Hey guys, I'm the new one. He's still the new guy. Well, he may be just the new guy, but let's face it, he's somehow got a more professional intro than anyone except for Gwyn on the weeks yeah. when Gwyn introduces himself instead of just going yes, which is like fifty-fifty. <laughs> when last we saw our heroes, the party had divided with Percy and Tristan. The ghosts. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ghosts, not monkeys. Tristan and Percy, ghost monkeys. <laughs> having travelled... <laughs> Babu! Having stayed on the pass to endeavour to slow the approaching Canavir army. During this, Tristan found himself vanishing into shadow and Percy performed a powerful right that slowed but. down the encroaching army so as we left them they were moving very sluggishly up the hill and some of them had also sunk to their knees in the stone as percy had conjured up a different level of ground from a different time nice. meanwhile the rest of the party <laughs> had Travelled up the hill and hidden the equipment left at the top of the pass. Kelek, the land wielder, had raised a wall and then they had found their way down the other side and into sight of the hill at Keltepe, where the Goblin Forge stands. Enigma made her way around the back of the forge with a couple of scouts, climbed up the back, but when then discovered that the forge was still active, the night, night shift were in work, and as they snuck past them, they had to duck out the way of the day shift coming up the hill as dawn approached, and they found themselves hiding out in someone's house as they were having breakfast just round the corner. Jealous. Uh, oh, yes, that was right, because they practised walking like goblins so as not to yeah. attract attention in the half-light. Don't tell me my improv classes aren't essential. <laughs> Enigma's interpretive dance skills once again saving the day. So Enigma and two scouts are in a goblin hut on this hill. And they were making their way down to open the gate to let the rest of the group, which includes Adam, who are waiting in the shelter of the cliffs 
a little further up the valley. So that's where we left things. The last person we saw was Enigma. So maybe we should go back and take a look at Tristan and Percy. Green team. Maybe we should. While Enigma figures out what she's going to do. I can't remember my plan. I think your plan had already gone out of the window, honestly, on account of there being lots more people away. But yeah, that's also true. You're, You're pretty good at plans, I dare say, that this will be fine. So, Percy and Tristan, you completed this right and you saw the leading members of this force sinking into the ground, these weird tentacle-eyed scenting creatures and the runners that were with them. And other creatures are following up behind them. But as they hit the patch, you seem to have slowed them down, the ones that haven't sunk. As they get closer to that point, they seem to be moving very slowly and sluggishly. What are you doing, Tristan? Uh, So we finished the right. The monsters are moving sluggishly. I mean, I'd, I'd started spinning around with my swords before you told me that they made no effect. So I, I, I'll be honest, I don't... Let's uh, let's tab across to Percy, right? I'll look across. Hey, Percy, what's... We've, uh, are we done here? Uh, what are we doing? What's the plan? <laughs> I, I think I think so. I think we've done what we can. We need to make our way down um, to the, the wall and then onto the, the village yeah. to meet the others. Um, but it does seem like we have a little bit of time. I was, I was wondering if they're this picnic, we could have a picnic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, I thought you said pick and mix. Pick and mix. <laughs> yeah. We'd have a pick, pick and mix picnic, oh, but also expensive. we've cut this deal with them on the basis that we're going to attempt to help them sort of bring about the, the tide of light. Um, and they say to us that they they agree to give up the, the power that we've asked them to. Um, I mean, just, when just the time to, is right. don't want to rush you, Percy, but the baddies are right there. They're still coming. <laughs> so if you can speed this up, we don't have a lot of talk time here. Well, I mean, it, I can walk and talk. I don't know why you've stood still, but, you know. Come back! Catch up with me, fella. We, we can do both. We, it's, it's the new thing. Everyone's doing it. I said I can't hear you. You're too far away. <laughs> I'm going to jog off Percy. You didn't say we were walking. I'll I'll write you a series of notes and just hide them under rocks as we go. <laughs> okay. I will walk 200 feet behind Percy reading the notes aloud so Percy can now... Dearest Tristan, my theory's on the latest plan. <laughs> okay, fine. You didn't say we were walking. Basically, I'm I'm wondering if there's anything that uh, that we can do to try to give us some insight as to um, whether they're actually going to sort of follow through on this plan or whether they're just saying, yes, sure, we will do whatever you want. Who, the goodies? Yeah, I mean, we think they're goodies. I mean, history has shown them to be goodies. Uh, Our history has. Inverted commas, goodies. Oh, wait, you reckon they might be baddies and... <gasps> We've got to go and stop the tide of light. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm going to shoot ahead what? like an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the the deal that we've done with them has not happened in our timeline yet. Who's to say that they will follow through on it? Okay, so, I mean... So I'm thinking that I am going to use Truth and Consequences. 
Okay. Uh, to try to examine that. I will interfere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, Aiden interfere, you still couldn't drop it below a 10. Oh, damn it. Even doing your best. And I will, I will jot out my theories on, um, on the possible future events on these little notes that will leave Tristan <laughs> as we go. There's definitely no way that the uh, the army that's following us is likely to find these. I guess as we're going, I'm kind of I'm I'm slowing them down with little pockets, little bursts of sort of unreality. So I've burst a little like what looks like a mirage. So they have to walk their way around this like palm trees and open water, and then I've <laughs> I've made it look like there's a forest that they're tentatively pushing, and then there's nothing Dinosaur. there. And... And on the bottom of every note, I'm writing sort of destroy once read, <laughs> consume when read. Yeah, I'm just, my cheeks are like hamster cheeks now. I'm just chewing because it's like old barky paint. He's ripped off a bit of bark from a tree and etched it. Yeah, but unfortunately, because you're a ghost, you can't actually eat it. Just falls straight through. Oh, no, I forgot. Uh, I'm using ghost paper. Oh, it's ghost paper. There we go. Yeah, yeah we've got ghost paper. Come on. We bought it from the office. Yeah. <laughs> it's all got topic. our stamp, the Cleft World Detective Agency on the top. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, truth and consequences. What is the event and the consequences you're seeking? The event is the tide of light. The event is the tide of light. Yes, um, and let's see. On a ten plus, name three people, groups, or social institutions. Tristan has to be one of them. Um, and for for each subject you name, then you, Benjamin, will tell me what sort of consequence this future event will have for them. Uh, you yep. only examine each event once, so I think that's quite a good event to examine yep. for its own sake. That's quite a big deal. Um, on the People, groups, or social institutions is going to be the Seven Sisters, you know, those involved, yep. the, the Sky Singers that are doing this. Uh, the next group is going to be us, yep. the Hawks. The third group, hmm, people or social institutions, mm. um, uh, social institutions, let's go, let's, let's say the Western Kingdoms. I was tempted to say Banbury, <laughs> but I'm going to go uh, Western Kingdoms. Okay, so the first thing you appreciate as you do this is that you are part of an extant history would, sorry would you say an excellent history extant history you are in your own past okay so the immediate future you can see from this is the future of the world you know okay excellent you are on the route to that occurring the way it happened. Hmm. Well, that answers a few questions that, that I've had so far, so that's good. That definitely lines things up. And also what that means is it's like you have projected rails going far into the future that allow you to see a little further. Hmm. So you now can see that the Seven Sisters will be ready to relinquish power when the time comes. Okay. The consequences for the Hawks are that you will be returned to your own time as part of this event, you believe. You don't show up in history anywhere. You get the impression that you become a discontinuity at this point and you will be returning to your own time. Okay. The Western Kingdoms, it's harder to make out a future beyond your future present hmm. because there are so many ways that can diverge. But your present is a consequence of these events. Okay, cool. Okay, Ben, what do the notes say? Dear Tristan, 
It is the thirty-second day since we first left. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you are making your way up this track as the sky begins to lighten towards dawn. It's kind of getting into that pre-dawn moment, and at the same time, on the hill of Keltepe, Enigma is hiding just around the corner from some goblins having breakfast. Enigma and two of the scouts that travelled with her, who I believe were Tarak and Sungshi. I can't 100% remember what our intention was. We were going round the back. I remember that. But I can't remember what our aim was. Okay, so I can maybe help you here. That would be good. Your plan was to come through the back and open the gate to allow everyone else through. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just opening the gate and let everyone in. Yeah, because there's a palisade and... It's not a great palisade, but it would make it a lot easier to... Makes it fizzy. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to get down and kind of avoid trouble coming in, if you can get it open. That was it. I couldn't remember if I was creating a distraction mm. or whether I was, you know, being helpful. I think there were two ways you could have done it. But creating a distraction without the gate open... Doesn't help. ...kind of puts you at the centre of a lot of potential danger. Trouble. And you are going to send up sorrow as a signal that you had completed there. Right, so I think really what we need to do... <coughs> we're in some people's houses, they're eating they're eating a breakfast. Yeah, you can hear them just like chatting and clinking just around the corner. So I think our aim is going to be... I'm looking at the shape of it now. Um, is This definitely calls for some um, kind of secret agents scuttling along the roof action for sure okay so you're gonna get up onto the roof yeah yeah and get yourself down yeah i i what is there a way of getting to where i am to a roof because we ducked into the house didn't we yeah. to get away from people looking for us the map is very rough compared with how complicated the buildings around this area are this is a very kind of zoomed out map so there's way more roof for you to be able to get on. Good, good. And the houses are kind of like stacked on top of each other to a degree as well. So your main risk nice. is more likely to be, it's not that hard to climb. It's more likely to be that it's not that well built. So it's more likely to be ramshackle and a bit risky to run along the roofs than it is to be hard to get there. You say that, but I think usually what happens if you do like break a plank in a roof... Yeah or knock a tile, is that one, you shout meow, um, but also that it falls as you're running and it just makes it more exciting. Okay, you don't cool. actually fall in or anything. I've seen that on films. That's how running across roofs work. And also sometimes you like freeze and then it falls and there's no response and then you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be meowing. Yeah. So they think, oh, it's just a cat. Um, okay, so... This is definitely cat-like we're going for cat-like on this one yeah yeah which you know might distract sorrow he's not a big fan of cats yeah true but, but that sometimes you've got to live with it he understands um and are you bringing Tarek and she along with you well it seems to me i was assuming it was this kind of horseshoe shape is that we can both take different routes so if anyone has a problem you don't give everyone away yeah then someone will at least reach the palisade yeah, so, so you give it a moment for the, like, work shift to pass by. So describe how you're getting onto this uh, rooftop. Okay, so uh, currently we're hiding uh, in the doorway, so we're probably behind the coats. 
and the little table where they throw their keys on the way yeah. in. Because I understand people who don't just lose their keys in the house have those. So I'm going to... We're going to kind of... Um, well, I'm going to communicate to the others yep. uh, using a special kind of silent spy code. You're like hand signals. Hand signals, for sure. Like... <laughs> people... Uh, it's a podcast, so uh, people can imagine... I was doing really convincing ones. Yeah, they can imagine what you're doing and it will be better than what you did. So that's all good. (laughs) Yep. It started off well um, and then it was just dance. Um, So uh, then we kind of um, sneak out, check in either way. There's nothing else and nobody there anymore. They've moved past. And uh, we each kind of scuttle up, grabbing windowsills and heaving our way up. And, you know, just because of my parkour skills, I'm actually kind of flipping. Yeah. So, like, I'm grabbing them with my hands, but flipping up with my yeah, feet. Yeah, that, that's a classic move. They're not, because they're not that uh, that cool. That's and I'm wearing my boots of parkour anyway, so I'm pretty much on that. Yeah, um, yeah. So Enigma kind of silently somersaults back onto the roof, possibly. Give me a defied danger yeah, of dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a definite... <laughs> Um, in many ways, they should have opened my character sheet. Come on, one. <laughs> Somehow a one on two dice. What? An intermediate no, not... success. God damn you it. You stumble, hesitate or flinch. Meow. <laughs> so I think what happens here is that you can see Sung and Tarek, as they're climbing on the other side... They're about to climb onto a balcony that goes round two sides of a building. And round right, the right. other side, you see there is a goblin coming round that side. But they're the other side of the street from you. I'll make the special sign that we arranged. Kaka, kaka! And you could send Sorrow over, but the danger is that if you make a noise to notify them, if they don't aren't notified quickly, they will probably be seen. If you make a lot of noise to notify them, you will be seen. Ah, uh, even if I meow like a cat. Uh, you can still meow like a cat, but they will see you meowing like a cat, and it's you don't look Damn like it. a cat at this point. Rude. Uh, okay. <laughs> How dare you? Right. So the other alternative is to send. Um, I think uh, Sorrow could certainly go. Okay. And at the very least, kind of flap in their face because they can't understand him, but they would understand that get the fuck out of the way, which would be like, you know, wings to the face. Okay, so they start climbing and then Sorrow's like flattering in their face and they kind of hang down. And then a moment later, they hear footsteps stepping above them. And there's like a moment where you can see them like hanging under this balcony while someone walks above them. And then the goblin up there is kind of just drinking a cup of something, leaning on their balcony, looking out at the view. But you're able to uh-huh. move forward. It's just that the other two scouts are being held up for a while. So what do you do? Uh, can they see me at this point or are they just hanging? The other two scouts can see you. Okay, so I'll give them the you know, hand signals to go in different directions that don't involve a balcony. Well, they're kind of going to be stuck where they are for a little bit. Well, sucks to be them. <laughs> which is the price of that intermediate success. Yep. So what are you doing on your side? They're going to move on. They know what the danger is now, so they're going to move on as they can. What are you doing? I'm going to give them a cheeky thumbs up and a slow nod, and then I'm going to be off. I'm going to uh, scuttle across the uh, the roofs, being very careful for goblins hanging out on their roofs yeah, with beer yeah, sure. for some reason. First thing in the... Who 
would have the... Oh, I suppose it could have a cup of tea for breakfast. Yeah, a cup of tea, hanging out on your balcony, watching the sun come up. It's quite pretty, honestly. Okay, yeah, I'll allow that. I was thinking for some reason they'd have a beer and that seemed a bit early. You wouldn't do that in the morning, but if it's tea, yeah. that makes more sense. Okay, so yeah, I'm scuttling between like chimneys and roofs and things like that. Um, and, you know, using those things, the, the smoke and mm. the higgledy-piggledy ramshackleness yeah. of the uh, buildings to hide my um, progress. Yeah, at one point there's like a scaffolding pole that you can't swing across, you can't pole vault across a gap just hanging on the end of it. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, so anyway, I'm scuttling across these rooftops. Yeah, so you come down to the bottom edge and below you there's like a drop in the rocks and then the edge of this stockade. And there's a couple of bored-looking goblins sat with their backs against the gate, kind of nominally on guard duty. Okay, so I reckon what's going to happen here is uh, Sorrow's going to be useful again. Yeah. So I'm going to use Sorrow as a kind of distraction. So he's going to kind of flap in their faces and then kind of scuttle away. Like doing okay, his little yeah. magpie laugh. I'll probably steal something like one of their medals or something because I imagine goblins have medals. Okay, like, so the, yeah, medal, these guys have medal. like a medal. And so you send, you send him down to steal it, steal one. That's pretty cool. All right, so he dives down to steal this, yeah, like a medal that's on this uh, person, on this goblin, who's kind of half snoozing, and suddenly there's a flutter of wings, and they spring awake, and they're like, what the heck? And Sorrow's like grabbing at this like little medallion that's around their neck and going, <laughs> and making a fuss. They're like trying to grab at Sorrow, and the other one jumps up, and then Sorrow like flutters away onto the side of the stockade, and like perches there and looks down at them and does a little like <laughs> type call. And so yeah, they're they're momentarily distracted. What are you doing, Enigma? I am going to sneak up to the palisade and open it. Okay, so you're going to unbar that gate. Yes. And just shove it open. So this is definitely going to be another dex roll. Let's see. Intermediate success. Is it? I can't see. Where's it? Ah, it's slightly better than last time. It is better than last time. But it doesn't make any difference. So what's our intermediate success here? Oh, I know. As you get the thing open, one of the goblins grabs Sorrow. (gasps) Like jumps real fast and grabs him. And eats him in one go. (laughs) What do you do? Well, I'm going to complete opening the palisade because that is the main thing. Otherwise, everything is lost. Yeah. And if I can, I'm going to kind of, in one motion, like push it open. And then I'm going to do a roundhouse kick to the the goblins' nads. Well, they're a little further away because they've been drawn drawn off by... uh... Oh, okay. So... But I yeah, definitely think I, like... I would go for them once, once the doors are open. Yeah, okay. So the door here is open. It swings open. And Sorrow was going to be your signal. So you need to get to that. You need to get them back anyway, don't you? I do. Okay, so you're going to swing for this goblin. Yeah. All right. Tits. So this is unarmed combat. So give me a, give me a hack and slash, I guess. On uh This is unarmed combat, so it's strength. Okay. Pow! Not like wow. me, your body is not a weapon. And yet... Oh, it looks like it nearly is, though. My body is <laughs> a goddamn weapon. It's pretty close to being a weapon. Okay, roll your damage. Cannonball. So Enigma kicks them off. And, like, is your main goal here really to free... Yeah. To free Sorrow, so... 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, which is why I went... I say I go for the Nads. Uh, I don't know what their Nad situation is. You don't know the Goblin Nad situation. You haven't done the research, but that's your general goal. My general goal is where I think it's going to hurt them. And I think what we get here is... Goblin Nads. You just basically kick them hard enough that they're just flattened. They weren't expecting it. Oof. And they slam back. And the other goblin turns to you in astonishment and is like, what the hey? <laughs> Sorrow flutters free, carrying the medallion, funnily enough. Nice. And like hops over to you and goes, Sorrow, what do you do? Send the message, Sorrow. And so Sorrow rises up into the morning as the other goblin guard starts to shout, attack, attack, we're under attack. So, Adam, you are currently hiding out waiting for Enigma's uh, arrival. You've been there a little while. Kellek has actually has just pulled the hood of his coat over his head and is just falling asleep. He is hiding. Like Grey, hairy log. <laughs> okay. A lot of the other troopers are sat down in that kind of awkward twitchiness that comes before a serious fight. Some of them are like sharpening blades or counting out their arrows and making sure they're all smoothly holstered in their quivers. They're on edge, but they're ready and they're experienced. And you can hear kind of half-whispered angry voices from just around the corner. It sounds like Ilana and Merope are having some kind of low voice argument. What are you doing? Well, I was about to go and ask Ilana what she thought about the assault, but... I sort of walk over there and then like a bit too, like I come around a tree and a bit too close. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, you I... listen, Maliki. Oh, sorry. Ilana's <laughs> like saying, no, the problem is this is it. Most like, what do you mean? Ilana says, this is our happy ending. Just this. I get you back for a couple of days. We're hunted and attacked and then you ascend and that's it and Merope's like what do you want what what am I supposed to do and so that that's the conversation and then you come around the corner and they both come look at you like <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you do okay I take my hat off and I sort of run it I'm running my fingers around the rim uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you, you've got like you're not conscious of it but you've got crazy mad hat hair <laughs> um, <laughs> really yeah frizzy and flat at the same time yeah, somehow uh right uh there there aren't that many of us so i was wondering if you alana wanted to come on the assault or whether you wanted to stay here and guard kellock and maybe merope if she's not coming with us alana says no this is once it starts we've We've all got to go, I think. We can't leave anyone behind. We have to all work together and just arrive so hard, so fast. Yeah, that's my thought, exactly. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready Ready as I'll ever be. Let's get it done. I'm sure they'll be through soon enough. Look, I know that we've talked a lot about this, Merope, but... Yes. My Where I come from, I think it's the sky singing art that we need and I don't know how I can take it back or if I can 
if I just go back to them and say sky singing is the answer, will that be enough? She says, there is a harmony in the world, a, a music underlying everything, all of creation. Called it. What you need to realise is that if you can access that, you can change creation. But for all our experience, you may find that your companion, the Larry Ghost Man, Wild, is it? Tristan T. Wild, yeah. The yeah. Bard. <laughs> what does the T stand for? I've no idea. Right. He's, he has the Sky Singer's art. He may be able to tell you more. If, for whatever reason, I'm, and it seems as will happen, I'm no longer here to offer guidance, then your companion may be able to. Thank you. Or it may be that there is another path altogether for your time. It may be that our art is is gone or replaced somehow. Okay. That may be something you have to find yourself. Your vows carry power. There is power in vows and promises and contracts. And there always has been. All right. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, I guess we're going to go through this and then we're going to get to Caltepe. And then that's it. That's it. On the other side of that fort lies freedom from the, the chaos that reigns in this world. This is the point of balance. This is where everything changes. So, we will all have to give it our best, but thanks to your companions, we know it can be done. And we believe it will. And so, uh, what does Adam do then? As you wait. Put my hat back on. Yeah. Tilt the brow. I'll kind of slap them both on the shoulder and be like... <laughs> as you turn away, as you walk back, you hear Merope saying, if this works, wherever I go, I'll find a way to reach out to you. I'll be a part of your life every day. I promise. And it seems like they're no longer fighting. And a moment later, you see... A moment later... Now kiss! You hear a, mag, <laughs> you hear a magpie's call and you see fluttering wings. What, bitches? And as that happens, you know it's time to go. And you see the troops get up and someone's like gently kicking Kelek, who slowly pulls himself to his feet. And then uh, how does it look as you make your way forward? Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try and lead this this rapid charge around the trees and towards the palisade uh, my my goblin glaive its blade oh, pointed yeah. downwards to one side my coat like flapping <laughs> out the back That's as right. we like charge forwards yeah and everyone else Alana Slarista draws the sword Kalanoia and it glows with a pale light and you see the sun starting to rise and this is the sight that greets you, Percy and Tristan, as you come into the open space at the uh, come into the widening of the valley where Keltepe stands.
time to quote the Smiths. Is it? <laughs> yes. I was never what, into the what, Smiths. Me neither. They, they, they were a lot funnier than people uh, give them credit for, even though Morrissey turned out to be a racist asshole. <laughs> Hashtag Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's, there's not many there. people Cassie he's already crossed with. Like, I, th- I don't think he's a listener, you know? Oh, no. what? I don't think we're going to lose a listener off this. I mean, we're not... <laughs> we do spend a lot of time, like, eating bacon for Morrissey to be listening, you know? He'd, he'd have been out yeah, already. Yeah, true. He would be furious with all the sausages. He'd have, he'd have been out oh, the moment the sausage sausages. showed up. I don't know why I assume bacon. Um, I just assumed that they were all pigs and blankets. Mm. Um, nice. They could be. I do like pigs and blankets. When last we saw our hero, we <laughs> which one's that? Oh, who's that? Which one? Who's your favourite band? Who's your favourite? Yeah, you, you have opened the hornet's nest now. <laughs> when last we saw our heroes, you completed this. You complete me. <laughs> you complete me. You complete. You completed this right, and. As they hit the patch, oh yeah, there's your good picture of the runners. That's very accurate, Pete. Yeah. They're not um, super scary, if I'm honest. I I imagine them scarier than that, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Make sure it goes on the uh, on the feed. And I was going to say Instagram, but it's something else, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we've got a Tumblr. Yeah, that could go on the Tumblr. Um, <laughs> So the notes say, why were you <clears throat> making so much noise with the plates off screen? Oh, wow, that um, was actually Jinx eating her food and her little name tag keeps knocking against the bowl. <laughs> I was like, Jinx. I wonder if that'll get picked up. Jinx indeed. And then, um, so describe how you're getting onto this uh, rooftop. Thump, thump, thump. I'm making yeah, those sorry, noises. that was that was Nyman being a little punk. It was weirdly um, rhythmic, and I'm like, what, what's what's that? Like, what's happening there? So, there sure are a lot of people appearing on this map. Yeah, I don't know who's putting them there. I assume it's Gwyn, because I didn't know you could like you have a token. I don't know why you have like the capacity to keep adding yourself to this map. I was like, are these goblins that? You know, I'm like I can't see, and Ben's just slowly going. Let's just pop a little army there. No, this is—it's just a Percy army. This is just all Percy. Oh, I, I don't know why Percy can add himself repeatedly. How, How can you add anyone? Uh, you can, I think you drag yourself off your character sheet. <laughs> so, obligatory. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Yeah, for you're me. there. Did you just Where's not the just drop yourself on there? There you no. are, yeah. Is that not you there on the building? There you are. Oh, what? How do I put me on? Just drag yourself oh, is that you, Tristan? Seat, I think. Our Aquarius Horn can't appear. No, because he's, uh, he's not here. He's in the future. You don't control him. He's not born yet. Okay, stop adding okay. yourself to the map again. I want to hear what you're doing. <laughs> right. I'm not there. Um, the other goblin guard... Starts to uh, starts to shout. Police are coming for us. Attack! Attack! We're under attack. From the police. <laughs> who who had the police? Was it you, Pete? 
The police? What? The siren that was going on. Oh, yeah. Siren going. yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it, we assume it's all just... You will be, how dare you? Uh, I, I live near a hospital. All crime in London, so uh, yeah. you're always bragging about that. All crime, all the time. Even yeah, yeah. Since are doing crimes. I live near a hospital. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big deal, me. <laughs> Break your leg and yeah. get to A and E really quickly. I know someone that can help with that. I mean, sometimes I just snap my toes every morning just so I can pop into the hospital. Yeah. I get my coffee there, actually. All oh, right. <laughs> You get a lot of trouble with the crimulences. Wait, why am I being... Um, ha, why are we having you at me for apologising for get something? Get him, guys! Get him! <laughs> um, get I him! He's not spoken much! I have literally no idea. So um, Clipping! Oh, no, I'm not. I was shouting um, clipping to test whether I was clipping, obviously. Ah, foot cramp. Are you ready for this? And now Adam's like, 